boy shouts from these words of Elizabeth and Mary that John read for us. You can feel it when you hear it read aloud. You see, the scriptures um, that we know it, we, we think and we think of the scriptures as being um, a written text. But for years and years and years, for centuries, most people only ever heard the scriptures read. And it's actually when you read the scriptures that they become most alive. And you can feel the joy and the excitement among Elizabeth and Mary whenever you read this, 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 this passage that Joan read so well for us. You can feel the excitement. And I love it. I love that it was the unborn baby John that first announced the arrival of the Messiah. He was the first person to announce the arrival of the Messiah was the unborn baby John. And he kicked the life out of his mother's womb in such excitement that all of a sudden she said, what's going on here? There's something going on. You see, John, even then, as, a, as an unborn baby in his mom's tummy, he sensed that the King Jesus had entered the room. He sensed and he knew that the presence of the living God had just come into his home. And it was the Holy Spirit then filled Elizabeth and she began to prophesy with power. She too identifying that this unborn baby and her cousin Mary, this still forming human, was already the Son of God. Can we just think about that for a moment? You see, Jesus was fully God, but he took on this flesh, this flesh that we have, this humanness, and he came to the earth as a baby. But even in, he was still so fully God, and sometimes it's so hard to grasp that, isn't it? Fully God and fully human. But in this wee glimpse of a story of the, the beginning of the life of Jesus, we see that his fully Godness was already identifiable by John and by, by Elizabeth. And there was so much excitement and so much joy. And I love that God provided this moment of deep joy and excitement for Mary and her cousin Elizabeth. You see, how lonely would Mary have been up until now? How afraid would she have been about what the future might hold for her and Joseph and, and this baby? See, up until now, only Joseph would have known the truth. Only, known, only he would have known that this was a supernatural baby that was growing inside Mary's belly. But now, even before she gets a chance to tell Elizabeth, the news is out. Because the king has come. And his presence is already poured out and pouring forth in the home of Elizabeth. And it's the Holy Spirit that announces the presence of Jesus with joy and excitement. And every year we retell the wonderful stories that surround the birth of Jesus. We tell the stories of his arrival on earth, God and flesh, Emmanuel, God with us. And it's so important that in the familiarities, in the familiarity of the mo this moment in history, that we remember and we celebrate Christmas. And we remember that in these familiar stories, it can become just like we've heard them so much, haven't we? For all of us who, who had the privilege of going to school in Northern Ireland, we would have heard those stories right from we were in preschool, didn't we? The stories of the angels and the magi and all those stories. But it's so important at Christmas that, that these words and these stories are not just words on a page are not just stories that evoke some warm, fuzzy memories of Christmas's past, maybe of our own school nativities, 
or for me at the stage I'm at of my children's school nativities because I don't have to go to them anymore or, be, or get to see them, my cute children dressed as sheep, etc. <clears throat> but it's more than those warm, fuzzy memories. You see, this moment when Jesus came to earth, this moment in history is when the history of the world is divided in two. We even have it as our date. There was BC before Christ and there's AD, Anno Domini, now God is with us. And there's this moment in history when Jesus stepped into this world, took on human fresh, flesh, everything changed. Everything changed. But why? Why did he come? Why did Jesus come? Why did he come? Why did he take on flesh? Well, to answer that question, you have to answer the question of why did God create any of us in the first place? And God made you and me and everyone that has ever been and everyone who ever will be because he wants relationship with us. Jesus came and he became like us so we could have a relationship with his Father God. Not religion, not another set of rules, but relationship. See, every religion in the world is man's attempt to get to God or man's attempt to get to whoever their God is. And it's, it's at the very best religion, at the very best religion can only be men's best ideas. It's like their imagination at how to get their lives right with their God through rules and regulations and rituals. But this is not why Jesus came. Jesus did not come so that we could join a religion. Jesus came to this earth so we could have a relationship with the living God. God does not want our religious practices. He wants to be our friend. Ephesians 1.5 says, God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. The reason you're alive is because God wanted a family, and he sent Jesus so that every one of us could be adopted into his family. Every single person who has ever lived has a choice. We can be in God's family or not. You see, every single person that has ever lived and every single person who ever will live, or we are all loved by God. That is a given. We are all loved infinitely by God. But only those who choose can be in his family. He would never force that level of relationship on us. The reason God took on flesh, became a person, became a human like you and me, the reason he left heaven and he came down here to this broken, filthy world was for only one reason, and that was so that you and I could become part of his family. But it's your choice, and it's my choice. This Christmas, would you accept God's gift of Jesus? Would you accept the invitation to come into his family? Romans 5.11 says, So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. Friends of God. Not servants. Not just trying to keep the rules so we can keep God on side. But he invites us to be a friend of God. We choose to accept Jesus 
that his life and his death and his resurrection was all to make a way for us to come to God. Sin separates, Jesus bridges that gap and we get to be part of God's families. It's got part of God's family. Choose a friendship with God this Christmas. And some of you even now as I'm talking, you're experiencing excited butterflies in your tummy. And there's a feeling of joy that's bursting in your chest. And you're thinking, Where, what is that? Is that indigestion? Did I just eat something funny at lunchtime? Or what is going on with me? Am I just getting caught up in the lights and the children and everything that got there? No, it's none of those things. What you are feeling and experience is the Holy Spirit of God. The same Holy Spirit that Elizabeth and we tiny unborn baby John felt when Jesus entered the room. Because Jesus is here. He is here. And he longs to bring you into the family of God. He longs that you would know his father like he knows him. He longs that your life could truly start this evening by accepting Jesus. Why don't you close your eyes to pray for us. Jesus, I thank you that you are here. I thank you for your presence. God, I thank you, Holy Spirit, that when you come, that we, we can feel that sense of anticipation and excitement and joy that you are here and in the room. And Lord, I ask, would you increase that feeling right now for people who, who are in this place of wanting to accept you and not quite sure what they need to do. So as every eye is closed, boys and girls too, would you close your eyes?